Welcome to the Junkyard Outreach. This is Todd. Thanks for joining me as we go through the scriptures and learn what we can to draw close to Jesus. For more episodes and information, check out junkyardoutreach.com. And now, let's dig in. Luke chapter 6, verse 27. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. The one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you. And from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do to you, so do to them. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners and to get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for He is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. So there is one of the things that Jesus is well known for, is loving your enemies. And when we read that passage, it's like, there's no way I can do this. There's no way I can love my enemies. I hate my enemies because my enemies, in my mind, are worthy to be hated because of the things that they've done. But I think there's a lot to this passage that goes unnoticed to the casual reader. Namely, that in verse 20, when the sermon begins, it says that Jesus lifted up his eyes on his disciples. So he's in this situation where there's a multitude of people that have gathered around him. They've come from all over the place. They came to be healed of their diseases. They came to be delivered from evil spirits, and Jesus was healing them. But this teaching seems to be directed towards the disciples specifically, and that's the first clue. We need to ask ourselves this question, am I a disciple of Jesus? In other words, am I following him? Am I doing what he says to do? Do I deny myself, take up my cross, and follow him? That's what a disciple is. So he's talking to his disciples when he's teaching this, and undoubtedly there's people that are hearing him that aren't his disciples, part of that multitude. The multitude, they come for their purposes. They come to see the healer. They come to be healed. They bring their sick. They bring their demon-possessed people. Whatever the holy man can fix, they bring to him to fix. They're not necessarily interested in following Jesus that divides the group of people into two, the followers of Jesus and the spectators. That's a good way of looking at church today. When you go into churches, maybe you belong to a church, you look at those who are following Jesus, and you know they're following him because they're different. They stick out. They do the things that he has said to do, rather than do their own thing and try to ask God to bless their own thing. But the majority of the people, in my opinion, they fall into that spectator role because they think that coming to church secures your spot in heaven or something like that, and it doesn't. So when Jesus says in verse 27 of Luke chapter 6, he says, But I say to you who hear. In the book of Revelation, as Jesus is writing these letters to these individual churches, says, He who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So hearing it is not just acknowledging the audible sound. Hearing it is taking heed. It's digesting it. It's understanding it. It's putting it in front of you and going, oh, okay, I'm getting this. I'm, I'm receiving this. Not just, yeah, 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 yeah. What time's lunch? So that's the person he says this is addressed to. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. 
bless those who curse you and pray for those who abuse you. This had to be a radical teaching. They're probably going, what is he talking about? They were occupied by the Romans who hated the Jews, and the Jews hated the Romans. And now all of a sudden, we're supposed to love these guys, these guys that treat us like this? And we're supposed to do good to them who hate us and bless those who curse us and pray for those who abuse us? Come on, what's going on? But when we look at this passage, as well as everything else Jesus said, we're seeing him described the way he is. He loved his enemies. He did good to those who hated him. He blessed those who cursed him. He prayed for those who abused him. So this is basically Jesus saying, this is what I do, and I know more than you. This is what I want you to do. This is how you're going to be like me. This is one of those things that, as he says in John, that they will know you are my disciples because of the love you have for the brethren. That love is going to show. It's going to stand out. This is the stuff that makes you a good witness. These are the things that people notice about you and go, that's odd. Why is he doing that? Well, the reason he's doing that is because he's filled with the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. And this is a great passage where we realize I can't do this without the love of God in me, without that supernatural power working in me to do these things, because my human side is just too much bent this way. And he goes on in the passage, to one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from one who takes away your cloak, that outer garment, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you and from the one who takes away your goods. He just goes on with this whole list of things that we're looking at going, man, it's just not natural. And you're right, it's not natural, it's supernatural. Because we are followers of a supernatural God. And he concludes the chapter by saying, but love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great. So all these things that he's commanding us to do have a purpose for the kingdom of God, and there's also rewards for them. And the rewards will come both now in this life and in eternity. So there is something that we look at that we're like, okay, I don't know if I can do this. Oh, yeah, you can. You can do it because he'll give you the power. And when he gives you the power, then you know, oh, yeah, I can do this. And he'll give you that power in the moment. I don't know of anybody who just says, hey, I'm going to go out and love my enemies today, naturally. You know, that's just not the way that we are wired. But there will be a reward at that judgment seat of Christ, where all the believers are gathered together, and they will be rewarded based on what they did in faith for the kingdom. So, That's one reason. Yeah, you're going to get rewarded. Another reason, it continues there in verse 35, it says, and you will be sons of the Most High. This kind of validates your standing in the kingdom of God. Yeah, this guy, this lady, they're legit. They do these things. And then it says, after you will be sons of the Most High, for he, God, is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Oh, so this goes back to being a witness. Remember, we were made in the image of God. And he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. And he was kind before I was a believer, while I was ungrateful and evil. And now I am to do likewise. I am to project the love of God. So all of these things, these radical teachings that Jesus was delivering to his disciples, those who would voluntarily follow him. He's teaching us how to be like God. He's teaching us how to be right with God, and for the most part, right with man. Because it's a lot easier to be right with man when you're doing these things, when you're loving the enemies of yours. Because you think about it, how many people that you have known throughout your life when you were little, you grew up to be friends with, and now your buddies, you're like, yeah, I used to hate you when you were a kid, or I used to hate you in high school, or I used to hate you when you lived down the street from us, you know. And now you're buds. Something happened there. 
a friendship developed. And that's what this is about. This is about being a witness to reconcile the evil people. How are evil people going to want to come to Christ if we're not willing to go out and show them who Christ is? If we're not willing to give them something that they're like, I like this in you. This is cool. Jesus said you're the salt of the earth, and salt adds flavor. Salt preserves. Back in this day, salt was used as a preservative. They didn't have refrigeration, so they would coat their meat, their fish, in salt, and it would preserve it. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be that preserving element in society that keeps things good for a long time. And in order to do that, we need to trust the Lord, deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow Him. And when we do that, we find that, you know, there are moments when I'm able to pray for my enemies. I'm able to love those who hate me. I've got several stories of praying for my enemies after they did something crappy to me, and then I saw what God did in their life, and I'm like, oh, dang, this stuff works. God said, vengeance is mine. I will repay. Okay, I'm yours. And that makes room for God to do what he can do. So if you want to see the power of God working, do what he says. Obey him, trust him, and have faith. Believe this stuff because it works and you'll be blessed. Thank you.